Fall is conference season for the legal industry, and this year it had a strong comeback. I'm Lee Levy, co-founder of Nanato Media and author of Beyond Seattle Español, How Lawyers Win the Hispanic Market. And this is In Camera Podcast, where we have been living out of our suitcase for the past two months. Grace, how are you? Welcome back. Good, how are you? Great, Grace. Thank you so much for asking. So, we both were at conferences last week, right? You were in Vegas at Tri-Lawyer University, correct? That's the name? Yep. And I was at Great Legal Marketing in Arlington, Virginia. And so, we should have a conversation about what we experienced last week. How did this conver- these conferences end up turning out? And Grace, I am dying to hear about Trial Lawyer University because that was the first for you. It was. It was very different um, in the sense that it was the first time they'd ever done this particular show. Um, so it was uh, Dan Ambrose um, who mm-hmm. put this together. And who is he? Um, so he is, from my understanding, he's a lawyer and a vendor. Uh, I usually see him at Mass Towards Me Perfect and pretty much all the shows that we always go to. Um, he's been there um, as a vendor and or attorney. And for the most part, he, I guess he saw a, 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 something's lacking, right? Uh, for lack mm-hmm. of a better word, in all the different shows that were being put together. And so he actually got together with a couple other people to mainly him, but he got with a couple other people to see about creating an event. And um, he really did this very quickly, uh, which usually most of us know it takes about at least a year to really pre-market and get something of this scale put together because there were about, was it close to 700 people? Yeah. Um, which, you that, know. That, that was 700 people? That, that's, that was the headcount of people that attended? That's correct. So okay. But between 700 and 800, and there were actually a lot of walk-ons. Which so that's, not, that's not huge. I thought I thought it was going to be the size of Masters Made Perfect. No, it was a half the size, as a matter of fact, almost exactly half of what Masters Made Perfect was, and the room reflected that um, in a good way, actually, uh, because the way the the event was set up was very different compared to what we're used to. Um, where the vendors are kind of in corners and, you know, the flow doesn't necessarily always go through the exhibit hall. So it was a big deal, honestly. The The way he set everything up was very nice. Um, so I'll, I'll kind of set the scene. When you walk into the ballroom area, it was at the Mandalay Bay um, in the Seven Seas Ballroom, which is like their north part of their convention center. And he, while he took up the whole floor, he only had... Um, and I say only because of the way it was set up, it was still a lot, um, but he had the whole kind of back half of that top floor taken up by the exhibit hall. And then surrounding the entire exhibit hall, there were vendors. And so you had to flow through the exhibit hall to go from the session 
to even go outside of the mm -hmm. exhibit hall. So everything was flowing directly into the exhibit hall. Breaks were all in the exhibit hall. Lunches were, you know, actually they didn't have lunch. Um, that was the only thing that was a little um, interesting because it was difficult to walk far away. But that mm -hmm. was probably the only negative I'd say of the entire <laughs> show was that they didn't have lunch there. Um, but that's okay. They, they, every networking session, everything they did was all flowing into the exhibit hall. And honestly, I asked him, I said, Hey, how come you set it up that way? I just wanted to know what his specific response would be. And he had the best answer. I've been a vendor and I've been an attorney. I've seen both sides. He goes, I wanted to make sure that all of you got the most value out of the setup. And so I made sure everything flowed into the exhibit hall. And he certainly did. He really did. Um, he had games everywhere. So yeah. the opening reception, the first night, there were really no lines to even get uh, cocktails that he had set up there. Um, there were so many games that nobody was waiting really for anyone else to play a game. And when I talk about games, I'm talking about little, when I say little, I, they were actually full-blown arcade size. Um, really? Little, yes, full-blown arcade size games of, of basketball. I played some. <laughs> you might see some on Instagram. <laughs> uh, foosball ping pong, um, and real arcade games like Pac-Man, um, Pong. I mean, they had all kind cornhole games were there. I mean, they really went all out on the games and everybody was playing. Everybody was being able to kind of comment on other people. We were playing with each other. Oh, there was even Connect Four um, on like massive Connect Four on tables across the board. So it was very, very cool. The whole setup was, was I got to say, probably the nicest I've been to in terms of uh, as a vendor, um, because it just, it made it easy on us to be able to do what we wanted to do. And the uh, the receptions every night, he had karaoke, he had, um, you know, costume parties, and he had bands. Uh, every night he had something going on, including the night that it ended. Where, 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 were the, where was this taking, where were In the exhibit hall. Really? <laughs> in the exhibit hall, there was enough room and not so many vendors that the entire middle part of the exhibit hall was open. So people felt comfortable wanting to walk in and around. The ping pong tables were in the middle of the exhibit hall. The uh, foosball tables were in the middle of the exhibit hall as well. That's great. So, yes. so long days for all of you guys. Obviously, you know, that meant that, meant that you'd had to be there present even after the end of the, con uh, the conferences. Yeah, it was a long day. Um, it did turn out to be kind of like the MTMP hours, right, where it starts at 7.30. Um, not 7, but 7.30. Um, they had breakfast from 7.30 to 8.30 and, you know, some bagels, fruit, and some basic stuff like that, muffins yeah. every morning. Um, but they had coffee throughout the day, which... Everyone that knows me, I'm a coffee drinker, so that was wonderful. <laughs> yes, very much. Even until right before the reception, when the alcohol came out, they still had uh, coffee up until that yeah. point. So you know me, I'm drinking all of the coffee that they had, and it was good coffee. <laughs> well, that's great. That's great, Grace. So now tell me a little bit about the attendees. Who so, were, who, what kind of um, um, attorneys, I'm assuming, were attending this uh, conference? So there were a lot of attorneys and they really listened in on the sessions and they were trial lawyers. And the um, the sessions that were set up by Dan um, were 
I mean, very, very well-known uh, attorneys in their field and what they do in, as trial lawyers, and they had tons of them. Uh, so you could attend, you know, how to be a better trial lawyer. You could attend how how to, you know, win over an audio, uh, a jury. Uh, you could attend how to pick the right jury. They had all kinds of trial lawyer skills um, that seminars that they were they had during the entire show, and they were full of value. I mean, pretty much every single person I talked to said, "I'm going to go into that next session," or "I'm going to be here," or, you know, if even if they had the doors closed, they were sitting every room even had a little TV, um, a decent sized TV, but a TV on the outside of the room so they could live stream it. And if you were late, you wouldn't interrupt anybody and walk into the room. So there was actually a decent crowd kind of sitting outside in the exhibit hall watching the uh, the seminar the, yeah. that's wow. going on. Yeah. So it was, and they were taking notes, you know, every one of them I saw had notepads, um, writing stuff down and they would come out jazzed up about the sessions and very, very happy about them. Um, Ed was there, um, you know, Ed Lake, our, our CEO oh, really? and founder. He was, he made it. He, okay. made it. he came there, um, actually he ended up coming the first day. Um, the first day there were sessions. Um, so he attended all the different sessions and kind of went in and saw what they were about. And he even said that they looked very, very good. And um, he was taking some notes and some information down as well, even though we're not uh, heavy into the trial side of things. It was a great, great show. It seemed like for the attorneys and the vendors. That's great, Grace. That's really, really good. Now, how about uh, for for prestige? Were there um, was it relevant? Were there people interested in the product, in the service? As uh, interesting as it sounds, it wasn't. It was good for persist in the sense that it gave them exposure to persist as trial mm -hmm. lawyers because it seems mm -hmm. like they mostly do the trials. Mm -hmm. So for them, they yeah. may or may not, depending on what, what their role is in their firm, if they were the primary partner uh, or the yeah. only partner and, and they did trials and they did other things, then Persist made sense to them. Um, yeah. But a lot of them kind of referred me to the intake supervisor or right. even the partner of the firm uh, because they wouldn't necessarily be making that decision. Yeah, they're, they're not in the, in, in the case acquisition operations. Correct. So... Uh, but they were still very interested in the way that the follow-up works and they did take down our information um, and we were offering uh, to any TLU attendee uh, free uh, six months if they signed a one-year contract. So we were giving pretty hefty Great value. incentives. Yeah. And um, we were also offering a $50 uh, Amazon or Apple gift card if you uh, booked and attended a demo. So um, that's out there, and there's actually a couple people that had already booked a, a demo uh, for next week. Oh, that's great, Grace. Mm -hmm. Very, very, very good deal. Needless to say, that's very generous. Yes. You're, you offer you offer lawyers a solution on how to get more out of their marketing dollars invested, and then on top of that, you give them a gift card at the end of it. <laughs> yes, we want them to attend, and we want them to attend because they want to attend, and that they're going to get something free at the end, right? We took up your yeah. time. Here's at least yeah. 50 bucks. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, 50, 50 bucks on a gift card is just kind of like the cherry on top of the a cake because at the end of the day, you know, the real value is in being able to streamline operations and stop losing leads, right? Because that's what it's all about, being efficient. Right. So Grace, 
let me let me tell you a little bit, if I may, about what I was up to last week. So I went back to DC and then crossed the river to Arlington, Virginia, to attend the Heroes and Icons Summit from Great Legal Marketing. Right. And so Great Legal Marketing, for those who do not know, although we have mentioned it here in the past in this podcast, is um, kind of like a mastermind summit that it's headed by Ben Glass, who is a personal injury lawyer and I believe a disability lawyer as well from Virginia, from Northern Virginia. And so, Grace, I don't know if you've ever met him, but he's such an inspirational person and he's so nice and he's so smart and he's very, very entrepreneurial. And so he created this mastermind, which has become very popular. There's two different levels in this mastermind. There's the heroes and then there's the icon members, right? You can be either one, depending, I guess, on the size of your law firm, where you are in your uh, trajectory in growing your firm. And so they gather up, I think, several times a year, but this is the main event that they do that is followed by conference. Right. So the first few days of the week, they were attending their uh, meetings, more so kind of like the mastermind meetings. And then the last two days, which is Friday and Saturday, they were dedicated and opened to also non-mastermind members to attend this conference. Right. Which is all about business growth. It's all about best practices for law firms with a focus on marketing. But yes, also in the business of law. And Grace, it was it was great. Let me tell you what stood out to me. What stood out to me is that it was a very well-attended event. I think I would dare to say maybe between 250-ish people were there, which is about what they were expecting to have. I remember when, they, uh, when we had the conversations about being part and sponsors of the event. That's, uh, that's what they projected and that's what they had. But it was 100% appropriate for the venue because it was... It, it felt vibrant, it felt uh, well-attended, and the best part of it all is that everybody that was there seemed to be extremely happy to be there. Uh, and, you know, I guess one of the reasons for that is also because they they know each other. A, a lot of the members of these um, masterminds, they, they've been part of this uh, group for for years. And I believe this is the first time that many of them saw each other after, you know, since COVID, basically. And so it had that great feeling of being be, being a regathering after after it all. So that was great. Now I spent some time going to some because you know I I it's great to be an exhibitor, but what I really love is really going inside the presentations and hear what is being talked about. And one thing that it became very clear to me, Grace, is that what I enjoyed the most out of all of these conferences that we go, the panels or the conferences or the presentations that I enjoy the most are those that are led by attorneys. My favorite. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that they're actually sharing things about their experience and their journey. And because most of them, they also do not have anything to sell. They do not have any interest in between. They're not offering services as a result of the presentation that they're giving. Ends up being very genuine. 
and very very valuable and 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 it's great i think you know i saw some really 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 great stuff um thing that you know as a business owners from a business owner standpoint i find it useful overall it was a very well balanced conference with really interesting uh, conversations. One thing, Grace, that that I, I, you know, one of the keynote speakers, when I saw it first in the program, it really um, didn't mean much to me. But when I actually attended their talk, I was really blown away. So let me ask you something. Have you ever heard about a sled dog race called the Iditarod. Yes, I have. Iditarod. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you know about the Iditarod, Grace? Well, it's a pretty crazy um, race, from my understanding, out in the middle of nowhere <laughs> in the cold. Yeah. Uh, All right. Yeah, that's my it understanding is. of it. Yeah. You got it. So far, you got it perfect. But <laughs> g- let me give you some more factual data there. It's a 900-mile race that I believe take several days to complete. If I'm not mistaken, somewhere around 10 like crazy amount of days. Yes. And it's in Alaska during the winter time. And yes, it's in the snow. And, you know, um, the keynote speaker's name is Dallas Savy. And he's a five-time winner of the Idea Road. And Grace, you know, first of all, Here's the here's the best part of it all. He did not went up on stage trying to make his experience as a, a sledge dog uh, racer be about, you know, a corporate lesson about leadership and such. But it ended up being because it's just the amount of skill for team building needed in order to actually compete and win those races is remarkable. And it's really, really inspirational to hear, you know, how he went. So just, you know, kind of like a big background story on him. He went from from nothing, from not having a team, from not really having any any real major experience running. I mean, he came from a family that was involved in it, but he only experience that on, from the sidelines, if you may, right? And so when he set himself the goal to become the youngest uh, racer to ever win the Idea Road, eh, he actually did. And he did it in an unusual way that went um, kind of like against what was established to be the best practices or the best strategy. And he figured out his own way, right? And the way that he did that is by actually understanding very well what are the strengths and weaknesses of the team that he had to lead, which in this case are the are, are the dogs, right? And and it's remarkable. It was so interesting and so much fun. And I mean, he has a great personality. He made it extremely engaging. And so, as I've said, you know, it, it was one of those keynotes that you come in without necessarily expecting a lot, and then you just leave with your mind completely blown because it's not just inspirational, but a real lesson in leadership. So that's kind of like a highlight for me from what I saw in terms from the uh, for the conference uh, from the conference presentations. 
And um, there were some other interesting things, Grace. I don't know if you know Nifty Marketing. Do you know them, Grace? No, I've not had the pleasure. Never of... heard of them? Okay. No. So they're a marketing agency. Uh, they're, I, I believe, based in Utah, but, you know, don't quote me on that. Anyhow, um, they also specialize in legal marketing, and they gave a very interesting conversation as well on digital marketing for law firms full of updates. And that was always interesting, you know, as always, it's interesting to see Foster Web Marketing were also there, also providing insights and updates on uh, SEO. And uh, very interesting, uh, you know, the, the CEO of, uh, of Foster Web Marketing, Tom Foster was there and he was also telling a little bit about his story and how he became to build his agency. And so, and so that's very interesting. And as I said, particularly for me, who is in that journey, you know, it's always it's always interesting and inspirational to hear other people's stories, how they were able to, you know, build from nothing a team of 50, 60, 70 uh, people who are now his uh, his team, uh, part of his team. Now, other than that, Grace, you know, uh, it was a small conference, as I said, just two days. It was Friday and Saturday, but it was intense. There was a lot of um, uh, valuable presentations. We got an opportunity to, well, I got an opportunity to do my presentation on the Latinx market, and uh, that was lots of fun. But I was also able to attend other breakout sessions, uh, one that is, uh, you know, worth uh, highlighting here is Andy Stickle, who was there. And I believe, Grace, we've talked about him before. He kind of like has these insights and approach into generating reviews and generating awareness through social media and such. And so it was uh, really remarkable how well attended uh, both of his presentations were. People were very, very interested. And uh, he was actually handing out some good advice there. So all in, Grace, great conference, short and sweet, but really, really, really fun. And I really enjoyed being back at this conference that it was the second, our, our second time as, uh, well, second time in person attending, attending. We were also there last year from a virtual mode. Remember those, Grace, the virtual conference? I do. With, with, a virtu with a virtual booth and the uh, on standby Zoom calls. So... Aren't you aren't you ecstatic that we're no longer doing those? Very. <laughs> Very happy. <laughs> I am I am the same. I am the same. So Grace, before we wrap up, right? We're not done with the conferences yet. We have one more to go and that actually is going to start it's going to start in 2 days, Friday, and that's the Crisp Game Changers Summit number 3. It sure is. And I just found out I will not be going now. Why is that? So uh, we have a new attorney that started mm. uh, last week, and we want to give him the opportunity to experience CRISP along with our content. And actually, she is now also our director of marketing, Lindsay. Oh, that's wonderful. Congrats to her. Yes. Uh, we've made some, you know, as you know, we've continuously increased our mm -hmm. our staff and, you know, and, and the things that we're doing. And so Michael Blum actually comes from another uh, pr very prestigious law firm where they no longer are doing mass torts on the scale that they were doing before. And that's what he primarily focused on. So he has now started with us since last week uh, from Trial Lawyers University. He's fantastic. It's been great working with him and to give him the opportunity to see Crisp firsthand, which I believe he's seen before, but now as the Lake Law Firm, yeah. um, he's going to be going instead of myself. Um, that way I can actually right. focus on work here. 
Right, which you have plenty of. Yes. So, Grace, let's just um, look at what is known about the Chris Game Changer Summit happening later this week, right? Because while there is been a lot of noise made around this conference, particularly because it got rescheduled a couple of times, this, uh, you know, last year's event did not take place. This year, initially, I think they were expecting to do it uh, in the spring, and then it got um, the fall, which is now. And so, Grace, the thing with CRISP is that there is very little information known about the event agenda itself. We know who is going to be speaking at the event, right? And what is fun, I think, is that it's a mix of very, very well-known and authoritative keynote speakers, to name a few. There's uh, the author, Malcolm Gladwell. Uh, Gary Vaynerchuk is going to be there again. And, you know, you can call those, if you may, the headliners. And then there's a few other authors and coaches and business leaders that are going to be around. But then there is a lot of lawyers who are also going to be presenting. And those are always very fun, as I just said, because they uh, tend to be about their journey, their experience, how they're, how they're doing things at their firm. And so I think there's a lot of value and insights there. And then, of course, in between all of these uh, presentations, there's going to be the CRISP component, which, you know, last time CRISP did a conference, they announced... A lot of things. They allow. They announced their coach program. They announced what was gonna become their new headquarters, which part of the event this year is gonna take place there. They're organizing an after um, an after hours. No, not after hours, but an after event party, if you may um, call it that way. And they also obviously promoted their social stack sort of uh, package there. So it's gonna be very interesting to see what. CRISP has on the agenda for 2022. What are the things that they are going to be promoting at this event? So I think there's a lot to be looking after, but it's, it's, it's one of those events that you need to come with an open mind, with availability and, and really with intent to be inside a conference room. Because as I said, everything is unannounced. Not even on the day of the event, they tell you who's going to be the next person to get on stage. It all just happens live and they know, but they don't tell you. You just sit there and you get surprised who's going to be the next person to get there. And it feels like that's what they're going to be doing that. Just to wrap up that, Grace, you probably know about the cars, right? You know, they're giving out three cars this year. Not not the least. One of them, it's a Rolls Royce. Rolls, a Rolls Royce Ghost, yeah. <laughs> and then there's a Corvette, a Stingray Corvette as well which I came to learn that it's a very um, special edition of, of a Corvette itself. So it's not like just your average Corvette. No, it's, it's, Stingray's yeah. quite, um, I don't know if you know, but I'm, I'm quite a gearhead. So when it comes to uh, cars, uh, Corvette is very mm -hmm. special. Stingray is even more special. Mm -hmm. So definitely, right. he's got some interesting cars and things out there. I don't know if you, did you see the um, latest email that they sent out about the events that are going to take place after? So that is the party, right? That's the that's the party at after. So on the first night, at the end of the um, sessions for that day, 
they're gonna basically shuttle everyone from the uh, Marriott Marquis in downtown Atlanta, where the conference is taking place, to their new headquarters that are somewhere in Atlanta as well, and they're gonna host their party. So they want to show their uh, new building, their new training center. And, you know, many of us have already got a glimpse of the location from other webinars, trainings, or social media content that they have created over the past few months. And it's stunning. It's really state-of-the-art. It's very, very, it's a very, very nice venue. So, you know, I think I think they're, they're putting a lot of effort into um, showcasing this asset that they have. And I think that's what you're talking about, right? When you say about the party, because if you're talking about something else, I have no idea. No, no, is. that's exactly what I'm that's referring it. to. Okay. Yeah, yep, you got All it. All right. Yeah. So again, it's going to be, you know, it's, it's going to be a, a, an interesting event. Um, interesting enough, not, I wouldn't say it's the last one of the year, but maybe the last really big event of this year, if I'm not mistaken, they're estimating 2,500 attorneys to attend, well, people to attend this event. So Grace, I'm sad to hear you're not going to be there, but I'll be back here next week and I'll make sure that I'll share everything that I saw with you. So Grace, do we have any takeaways for today? Uh, I guess the only thing I could think of is really having to do with events and, you know, mm -hmm. listen to other vendors, listen to other lawyers, see if it's worth um, attending something or not. You know, I mean, we, we kind of all got stuck in at home, right, with all yeah. those virtual events and everything. So it's kind of, it feels a little bit new, right? Because there's some some of these really new ones coming out because of everything that happened. So I'd say take a look at what else is out there. Um, Trial Lawyers University is a brand new one. Um, I, I'm almost a thousand percent certain he's going to do this again next year. Um, get involved in, in things that you may not have gotten involved in before. Uh, Mass Towards Made Perfect is a perfect example. They had 300 to 400 brand new attendees that have never interacted with them before. And those all came from the MTMP Connect webinars, actually. Yeah. So, um, you know, just try something yeah, different. Yeah, that's terrific. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I think that, you know, there's a lot of it, a lot of things out there and there's a lot of uh, potential places for us as business owners, um, even as lawyers, of course, uh, other lawyers to network with each other. Um, you know, looking back at all of the conferences uh, of this year that I've attended, I think probably that's one of the most valuable things as a lawyer is meeting other lawyers, right? And uh, lawyers that that you that you knew who they are but never actually met them, lawyers that you never met them. But it, it, it's just a great place to. It, it, it's a great opportunity to really connect with people that can add tremendous value in terms of insights to your journey into in, into growing up your your law firm. It's not just about the conference itself and, and, and those who are going to be presenting and the vendors and such. It's about the attendees as well. And so I think that that's that's one of the of the biggest benefits, if you were to ask me, is the networking that you can make with other uh, attendees above and beyond everyone else who's going to be presenting and exhibiting and so forth and so on. So I think that sometimes get overlooked and there's so much value in there. Probably, more, you know, one of the biggest things you can take out of those. It is. Do you agree? Oh, definitely. Yeah. In person. Yeah. You know how many attorneys came up to me and said, I'm so happy that we can see each other in person again. 
And these mm-hmm. were people I'd never met. You know, a, a mm-hmm. lot of the people, I know a lot of the people because I go to the same conferences as they do. So they all recognize me. But this was a brand new one for us. And trial lawyers aren't usually exposed to us because we do mass tort case acquisition and software. So this was my first time interacting with most of these people. And it's their first time coming back out to a show. Yeah. So for both of us, they, they both, they said, and I felt very nice about that human interaction. You, you can yeah. never get rid of that. I, no matter how much we try, no matter how many virtual events we try to do, in-person interaction can never be replaced. Yeah. I think we're both uh, very much leaning towards the opportunity of having these interactions. And, and, and listen, I think, you know, after the, 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 the almost two years that we've been through now, it, it's not a, a all or nothing sort of scenario, right? We, we still love the efficiency and the flexibility that being able to do, of being able to do certain things remote. And that's great. And it's here to stay. And I think, you know, Webinars don't necessarily need to disappear and some online networking doesn't necessarily need to go away. Slack communities and this type of networking through digital platforms can be terrific. Great, great, great opportunities. But at the same time, uh, it's great to add to the mix also in-person events because it it 100% complements and takes things to a whole new level. So Grace, I think we've reached the end of the conversation. We did. It was uh, very fruitful in terms of the events that we've been to. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it was great. So thank you again uh, very much. And we'll be back next week. Thank you, Leo. Take care. Bye-bye. If you like our show, make sure you subscribe. Tell your co-workers, leave us a review, and send us your questions at ask at incamerapodcast.com. We'll see you next week. Thank you.